The prophet Zechariah was one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. He was writing around the same time as Haggai and Ezra, who we heard from last week. Uh, It was the period where God's people were returning from exile, returning to Jerusalem. And uh, it was a bit of a tricky period for them. There was a lot of disunity within the community. They were struggling to rebuild the temple. And so God once again intervenes and, uh, and gives them this great promise, this word of hope. And it gives them this picture of, of, of all his people gathered around him in Jerusalem and, 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 and God being really present to them in a very powerful way and, and that people are gathering from all places and, and, um, and experiencing his favour. Right? He just breaks into the situation and says, look, this is, this is what I'm offering you. What I want you to particularly notice, though, today is God's emphasis on gathering people, not just from the Jewish uh, community, but people from all parts. He says, there will be other peoples yet. The inhabitants of one city will go to the next city and say, come, let us go and entreat the favour of the Lord. In a way, this was quite radical, what, what, what God was promising his people, because uh, society then was very sectarian, right? Uh, people stuck to their tribe. They didn't really have a heart for relating with other faiths, other traditions, other cultures. Perhaps this was especially true of the Jews who were the chosen people, right? So this is is quite radical, what the Lord was saying. We see an example of this sectarianism in the gospel today, huh? It's almost laughable what we heard today. Uh, Jesus and his disciples, they're on the way to Jerusalem. He says he wants to stop in at a Samaritan village, um, but they, they deny Jesus. They deny the disciples because probably because he's a Jew, right? And they're Samaritans. Or he's heading towards Jerusalem, which is where the Jews go in worship. And so, no, sorry, we've got no place for you in our town. But what's laughable is the response of the disciples who had been so beautifully prepared and formed by Jesus. Did you hear their response when they were denied? Do you want us to call down fire and burn them up? (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's it's still very present in our own world, isn't it? This kind of uh, lack of... Um, heart for others who are different to us. We're reminded today that God chose a people in order to choose everyone. God blessed the people, the people of Israel, in order to bless everyone. And that, of course, was the promise at the beginning, yeah, with Abraham. I choose you, I bless you in order to bless all the nations. In our day and age, on the surface, we seem to be much better at relating with different people, don't we? Different religions, different culture. We sort of meld. We use the word inclusive a lot. But I want to suggest that if we scratch the surface, if we, if we dig into our own hearts, I would think most of us will find some level of this uh, sectarian kind of attitude lurking beneath the surface if we really test ourselves 
that we will think that we are better than some culture, some religion, some political party. If we want to grow in God, if we want to become more like God, then this is a really important um, uh, piece of evidence that we are. This is, you know, that we have a heart. Our heart is growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and it has more, more, more room for those that are different to us. It doesn't mean that we believe what they believe or we even uh, accept what they believe, but that we accept them as humans, as, as God's people, as people that God loves. So what do we do when we notice this lack of love towards others, this um, kind of I'm better than now attitude? What do we do with that? The first thing we, we need to do is, is own it and repent of it. It's like really honestly in our hearts say, Lord, I am so sorry. I cannot believe I think this way. And, and, and you know, it's probably my insecurity. It's probably how I've been formed or whatever it may be. But, Lord, I, I own it. I'm sorry. It's the first thing we need to do. The second, I think, is to start making an effort to build relationship with those that are different to us. Maybe there's someone at the golf club or someone in your, in your street or, you know, different culture, different way of thinking, different um, faith, and just to make a little effort to, um, to build relationship with them, get to know them. I was reminded of Babette's Feast. Do you ever remember that movie from the 80s? That, that cook who um, she'd, she'd prepare these meals and, and, and it gathered the community and it was quite a sectarian religious kind of community. They were all fighting and uh, different positions on faith and this and that and the other. But, but through her meals, people gathered and, and they got to know each other and they, there was this beautiful unity that formed, this love, this understanding. So maybe you could be a little bit more like Babette. I don't know if cooking's your gift, but... Um, some way in which we can seek to, to gather those that are different to us. More importantly, though, let's pray that we really carry the heart of the Lord, the Lord who loves all and um, who's given, he's, just provided, he's, he's made us all differently so that we could appreciate and learn and grow and be enriched by one another.